Welcome to The Blaze. This is episode 184. I am your host, Alejandro Oveda. Thank you for pushing play to another blazing week. And I got to tell you, thank you for all the support. You know, all the support goes so far with this independent podcast. And I just want to let you guys know, you guys can find us every Thursday. Every Thursday, we're dropping content. Uh, You can find us on Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, or Anchor Podcasts. Um, You can find us on all social media as well. Uh, So make sure you guys stay ahead of the game and and make sure you guys uh, share the podcast with somebody or, you know, just keep continuing uh, to support it. Uh, But each and every week, you know, that support goes so far. Uh, Just want you to know that you guys are what motivates me each week to keep doing this. Um, The more that I see uh, you guys supporting, the more that I feel like I need to to really uh, get my game together. So, you know, throughout the week, it's been tough uh, trying to just create time um, with, with with working late at night and then um, having the day to really rest and, and really get prepared each day uh, for the next. Uh, you know, you really try to find that extra time. So when I do, I really take advantage of it. I really take advantage, um, just try to use every moment uh, for either the podcast or either for myself, you know, for my own mental or my own um, kind of selfish reasons, you know. Uh, and I think everybody should be like that. I think, you know, you, you got to have those things that you have to do, but then you have those things that you don't have to do. And often I find myself in a limbo of, um, of doing things that, that, I, um, that I don't really want to be doing, um, and I'm not doing the things that I should be doing, you know. So I, I've been tr- really trying to get on a good uh, playing field, uh, trying to really motivate myself to just do the things that I have to do and really not not really uh, react to the things I don't really have to do, you know. And it, it's so backwards sometimes the way you, uh, we think and the way that we uh, portray our lives and, 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 you know, for a long time, I've been kind of blind to this, that I've been doing this and, uh, and realizing it now that I, I have to fix it. You know, I have to, uh, make positive strides rather than negative strides. And, and I'm not saying that on everything, uh, I'm doing is negative, but you know, some things which include, you know, working out or, or even just eating right, you know, I have to make those right, right decisions. Um, so the last month or so have, have, has been challenging, you know, challenging myself, challenging, uh, my body, my mind, and, and really trying to find the ability to, uh, keep moving, keep going and doing a little bit more and doing a little bit more each and every day. Um, and it's been tough, you know, um, days I just don't feel like doing it, um, days that my body is just shut down from, you know, work and working out and, and just being, you know, a person, I think sometimes it just drains you. Um, so I, I really try to find moments throughout the day, uh, to really motivate me. If it's just listen to a song, if it's just you know, clearing your mind and, and not having to think about too much. Um, that th- Those are the things that I think helped me the most throughout a whole entire day. Uh, seeing that I made these improvements and seeing that um, the results from those improvements have, have been really paying off, you know, uh, with that being said, you know, not, not drinking any alcohol for a whole year now, being sober for a whole year has really changed this, the mindset that I've been having and the mindset that I, I've been evolving to, you know, and, and to me is just caring a little bit more um, about myself, about others, about situations, um, just not being so laid back. You know, I, I want to be more, uh, I, I want to be somebody that really takes advantage of what's in front of them, you know, all these different tools we have, and not only just for the podcast, but also for me personally, you know, we, we have different advantages and I, and I need to take those advantages and really use them. Um, for so long, you know, I, I've been kind of just quiet and not, not really wanting to speak um, 
about things that I really do care about, you know, like especially myself. And I think that's one thing that I like about this podcast is I can really just talk about myself a little bit because it just reminds me that I need to stay active. I need to stay on 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 top of myself, you know, and really organizing each week, each day and trying to be better and, and doing that. I'm trying to, uh, you know, and better this podcast. So I hope you guys are just following along each and every week. I, I know I, I ramble, you know, throughout the podcast, but uh, one thing for sure is is that it helps me uh, mentally throughout the week. You guys, and, and it's a big struggle, you know, it's a big struggle uh, trying to just do do things and make make improvements to me doing those things. Um but last week, you know, was a big, big, uh, I would just say a lot of it had, had really shown that me trying at least doing the little things have, have really paid off, you know, um, and now I'm starting to see that doing the bigger things are starting to be a little bit easier. Um, and that includes my working out. Like I, I, I tried to at least 30 minutes a night do some sort of workout, get on the ground. Um, because you know, I, I really started thinking to myself, um, I'm getting older. I'm starting to like feel these aches and pains in my back and my legs. I, I need to start becoming more flexible. So I've been, you know, trying to do uh stretching on the floor, getting on the floor, doing push-ups, doing some different exercises on the ground. That way, you know, my, my body is not, is, able to bend like that because I, I, I see a lot of people, you know, especially in their forties or fifties that are like stiffer than boards. And I don't want to be that person. I feel like I was turning into that person. So I definitely took, you know, I, I took a little bit from my, from my own self and said, you know, what, I need to, I need to start doing this. And so my workouts have been really, really benefiting me this past, this past week. And by doing so, I, I feel like I'm ready for a lot of what what has been here right like right now this podcast recording the podcast and and being just here you know uh, my mind's here my my body's here I feel I feel fantastic just knowing that you know I have been pushing myself each and every night um and I I'm not going to say I do the most but I have been you know making increments of push-ups increments of um, I've been doing a lot of um, elastic band exercises, you know, just trying to try new things just to improve myself. Um, and I've been seeing a lot of a lot of that, the results. But the one thing that I need to really work on is my diet, you know, and it's been like I say, it's tough when, when I'm working nights, my wife works nights, you know, we don't really get to see each other as much as we do when Either of us works during the day or whatever, you know. So when 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 that happens, we we really need uh, to to get better at eating a little bit better, um, you know. And to, for us, it's, it's been using this program every plate, you know. And I've talked about it in previous podcasts, but this has really been helping us, you know, stay on a, on a better uh, diet throughout the week and just eating a little bit you know, healthier, um, making better choices on meals and, and, uh, not eating as much carbs or anything like that. And just trying to stick with, um, this every plate meal planning. And, and it, it is great because, you know, I even get to cook the meals, which this weekend I, I ended up, what did I cook? Which I ended up, you know, cooking the a beef banh mi bowls with uh, carrot, pickled cucumber and sriracha mayo. I mean, this was so good and I, I gotta tell you guys if you guys are interested in this every plate make sure you guys uh check it out i i think it's i think if you guys uh if you get a referral from me um it gives you 20 dollars off your first box and you'll get your 20 dollars credit when you cook with us so you know it, it's it's a great thing i think i think it's cool because you know even it, it i would say i'm in intermediate cook cooking uh, skills and it's pretty easy you know and it teaches you some some tricks that maybe you, 
you can utilize in other meals, um, such as how how I how we um, had to make these um, these cucumbers. Uh, with we all we did was use a, a half of a lime and some sugar uh, and a pinch of salt, and then you combine you know all of it and and then you season it up a little pepper, a little uh, garlic. Um, and that's it, you know. Really, it just, it just teaches you really how to make the 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 different aspects to uh, the meal. So it's kind of it's kind of fun, you know. It's a good date night if you guys need any date night ideas. Um, but you know, throughout the weekend, I, I do like to do at least one meal uh, cooking because I got to give my wife a, a break from like a whole week of cooking. I, one day, I do not mind uh, cooking and cleaning um so you know check out check out that every plate i think it's a great deal um especially if you know you don't like grocery shopping like me i still work i work at a grocery store but still i don't like grocery shopping so this is a great deal for me so uh make sure you guys check out every plate and make sure you guys are staying active on the podcast but let's get things started but this week i'm going to start off by talking about uh the and one rise and fall uh Netflix documentary, and this was amazing. Um, I was so so anxious to watch this documentary, um, just because you know, at one time N One was just as big as Nike, uh, but this Netflix documentary is from the Untold series. Which, if you haven't checked out any of the Untold series uh, Netflix documentaries, there are there are a bunch right now. Um, a lot of them are are seriously, seriously good. Uh, but this N1 uh, basketball documentary, I, I really needed to watch it just because, you know, N1 is a basketball brand that really bridged the gaps between hip-hop, fashion, and music. And, you know, this documentary really covers the story behind the brand and how exactly they were able to... Uh, gain recognition in in the industry um and and they were at one time one of the most successful brands um and one in its prime was a million dollar business that helped turn really street basketball into mainstream basketball and one was my everything at one time i mean in 2000 i think it took off in 2004 um and i ended up owning all the mixtapes um uh, and some of the gear, you know, my, if my parents were able to afford it, uh, the t-shirts weren't too bad and weren't too expensive, but the shoes, you know, definitely my parents were not able to, uh, purchase the shoes as, as much as I, I wanted them. Um, especially because they, they didn't believe in the brand, you know, um, it, like, like I, I said, it, it was a street brand. It was a fashion brand, uh, but it stood for so much, you know? Um, it represented passion. Um, it represented an unconditional love of basketball, you know, um, and that is that is what intrigued me the most about it. Um, and I think that's what intrigued a lot of the ballers um, who came up and, and made a name through and one mixtapes. You know, um, they made a name for themselves. Uh, many of those and one players were. Some of my favorite players, you know, um, Rafer Austin, Skip to My Lou. I was able to watch him throughout college um, and then able to watch him also in the mixtapes. It, it, it was, I was able to really um, regurgitate his, his game. Um, I was able to uh, see some of the best that he played, you know, at Fresno State. He was one of the best to play. I even saw him when he was at Fresno City, um, Skip Tamalu or um, Ray for Austin. Uh, but some of the, my other favorites were Hot Sauce, of course. Uh, but my all-time favorite ha had to be A.O. from um, the And One Mixtape Tour. Um, and And One was able to really mesh ballers from all different types of people. You know, we had... People from Philly, you had people from New York, you had people from Portland, you had people from everywhere, um, and and they put these these guys these players together, and really um, 
took took the world by storm. I mean, they were able to create a super team, I would have to say, uh, that captivated millions of people. Uh, but in this documentary, you also learn the hard times they had, you know, and that it wasn't all glamour, you know, it wasn't all okay. Um, players were being taken advantage of, you know, uh, pay was not issued equally um, among players. Um, just, just the way that they weren't able to hold themselves um, afloat any longer, you know. Um, since then, you know, they ended up selling and making money off of the brand, you know. Uh, but the documentary really takes you on that ride. Uh, it brings you back to when you were, when I was a kid, you know, like I said, 2004, um, brought so much nostalgia back. Um, so I just, I just want to tell you guys, make sure you check out this, this documentary. If you guys are into, uh, business, if you guys are into basketball, there's so much you can get from this, uh, documentary. It's called N1, the rise and fall. Um, and that's all going to be on Netflix from that untold series so make sure you guys t take a look but this week i was able to listen to a bunch of music and as of late we've been getting so many different artists coming out i almost feel like i need to start talking about all the music i listen to throughout the week but it would be it would be a whole podcast on its own but this week i was able to listen to um dj Khaled's latest project called god did and when I say listen, I mean, it's been in my headphones all week, um, through my workouts, to, to my walks, um, any free time I probably got throughout the week, I was probably listening to, uh, this album. Uh, but if you don't know DJ Khaled, he first gained early recognition in the nineties, uh, as, uh, as a DJ <laughs> or, or a radio host, I would say, um, and then later he began uh, working with Terror Squad as their in-house DJ. Um, and then that's when he began producing his own music, which he released his first album in 2006 uh, with Listen, the album, uh, which was released, like I said, my, two, my senior year. It had a great reception to it. I, I don't think it got as big as... Uh, most of his albums do, but he has later then created a whole catalog of hits. Um, he's made a name for himself probably as one of the best producers in this generation of hip-hop. Uh, one of my f other favorites from him is his 2016 release of Major Key. Uh, but the latest project, like we're talking about, God Did, is something special. Khaled has nothing left to really prove, but this album definitely was put well together. Um, he definitely does a good job at doing that. And that's one reason why I really, really like him is that he really constructs great albums. And I feel like they're not necessarily albums, but more like a curated playlist. Um, you can listen throughout, you know, from the front to back. Um, especially with this album, which has some great features, uh, Jay-Z, Lil Wayne, Rick Ross, Eminem, Future, Drake, Lil Baby, Travis Scott, Jada Kiss. I mean, the list goes on for how many features you get from this, from this album. Uh, but I think, you know, DJ Khaled, um, did have something to prove though, in a way, because in 2019, um, Tyler, the creator's Igor, took the limelight from DJ Khaled's father of Assad, which at that time, I think DJ Khaled was probably thinking he was going to go number one on the charts. Um, Igor, which is Tyler, the creator's album, is amazing. So I think to be considered second to that album is still a great, great achievement. Uh, but, you know... Egos are different for each and every person, but uh, I believe this album, God Did, has moved DJ Khaled up 
on my list of favorite producers because every time he brings that heat, you know, um, there's no doubt about it that each summer he might bring a new anthem, a new song of, song of the summer, and that's what he did with God Did. Because um, some of my favorite songs right now off the album are God Did, which features Rick Ross, Lil Wayne, Jay-Z, John Legend, and Friday. Use this, use this Gospel, which is a redo, I think, of a Ye song. Uh, but that features Ye and Eminem. And the third song that I like is Bills Paid, which is a female song featuring Lotto and City Girls. But the song that really I can't get enough of, I mean, it, it just, in my headphones, um, every time I, I, I can listen to a song or whatnot, but it's what motiv motivated me this week was that Jadakiss interlude, which features, of course, Jadakiss, but I think if you listen to God Did, you, everybody will like a song off the album. Um, there's definitely a lot going on on, on, on the album. So um, I just want to know if this could be considered album of the year. I think a lot of people haven't been really uh, liking most of this album. They say that they have a, a problem with the way that he really... Uh, has a lot of the legends and then a lot of the old uh, newer newer uh, artists, uh, but make sure to tune in, you know, to the Blaze Podcast for mu more music suggestions every week. I'm gonna be I give music suggestions every week, and I think this is something that you guys can listen to this week and really appreciate. And this week, I just want to remind you remind you this is likely to be Fresno's hottest August in recorded history. Um, so make sure you guys are drinking. Plenty of water. Um, I think that's going to be really the, the key, uh, especially for me. You know, I, I drink at least a gallon a day. Um, I'm going to have to probably intake a lot more water. Uh, but um, definitely drink water during this hot this hot wave. Um, if you're not accustomed to excessive heat uh, during the summer, um, there's good ways to find a, a cooling station. Um, especially with more triple digits uh, coming, um, the forecast to start September, the extreme heat may seem to be sticking around a lot longer than usual. Um, but these, you know, temperatures, uh, but these, you know, temperatures uh, are everywhere. Um, everywhere right now, it's it's hot, um, and these just. Like they say that this is uh, the third hottest since the temperature records began in 1887. So, you know, of course Fresno's gonna be hot. We always set a, a, probably a new record every every year or every month. It seems like, uh, but when it comes to those triple digits, uh, we 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 need to make sure that you know we're we're taking care of ourselves. Uh, make sure we're staying out of the sun. Um, and if you're working under the sun too, make sure, you know, you, you keep yourself hydrated. Um, that's the key, uh, to really, a lot of this is just really, uh, hydrating yourself. Make sure you have a, a place to be able, if you do work outside, have a place to, uh, sit under the shade if you need it. Um, and like I said, there, there, there all, there are cooling stations here in Fresno. Um, I think all you would have to do is just really... Google cooling stations. I know a lot of the a lot of the park uh, or the recreational centers have cooling stations, um, but these cooling stations open up whenever you know there's triple digit heat, uh, weather. Um, there's fax buses that have air conditioning. If you know uh, you need you need to have a little bit of a cool time to get on a bus. It's always nice and cool on the bus. Um, and definitely, uh, pets are also welcome on the bus if, if they're able to ride. Um, but you got to take advantage of those, you know, uh, cooling stations. Uh, these warmer temperatures, um, are far worse than previous years, you know, and I know PG&E costs right now are crazy. I'm just glad, you know, we have air conditioning here at my house because it does get 
pretty, pretty hot, almost like a toaster uh, throughout the day. But with, with the air conditioning on, we're able to uh, counter that and really get the, it doesn't get too cool, but it, it gets to like 77. Um, but, you know, I, I just feel bad for those people that don't have the cooling in their houses or or if they're broken or if, you know, they go out. Um, anything over, honestly, 100 is terrible. Um, and and it, get, it, it gets better towards the later in the evening, right, right around 7.30, 8 o'clock, you know, um, it starts to cool down. But definitely throughout the day, it's super hot. So make sure you guys are drinking enough water. Make sure you guys are staying out of that heat. Um, and it seems like we are going to have a lot more 100 plus days uh, to come. So make sure you guys are just being prepared for all that. Now let's talk about my favorite segment, Friday Night Lights. Um, and let's talk about our week two scores. Uh, number 25 Redwood uh, versus number 12 Clovis North, uh, 16 to 17. Uh, Clovis North took the W. Mendoza, Mendoza versus McLean. Um, McLean got the W, 14 to 20. Liberty versus uh, Singer West. Um, Liberty ended up getting the, the W, 47 to 7. Um, and the game of the week was that San Joaquin Memorial game uh, versus uh, Central. And that was a number two uh, San Joaquin Memorial versus number four Central. Uh, and I, man, Sam Joaquin Memorial ended up getting the W, 23 to 21. Uh, Atwater versus Clovis East, uh, 21 to 52. Buchanan versus Escalon, which was a, I thought, I, I didn't think it was going to be that close of a game between Buchanan and Escalon, 41 to 40. Uh, Turlock versus Clovis West. Uh, Clovis West gave Turlock the donut, uh, 0 to 48. Um, Fresno High versus Tauchilla. Uh, Chachilla gave Fresno High the the, the uh, loss uh, twelve to thirteen. Uh, Tulare Western versus number eleven Bullard. Uh, Bullard ran all, all over Tulare Western seven to fifty three. Um, Torres versus Kerman. Uh, Kerman got the best of Torres twenty one to twenty eight. Uh, Sierra P Pacific versus Hoover. Uh, Hoover doesn't really do too good. So uh, thirty two thirteen Sierra Pacific. Uh, then we had number 22, Reedley versus Roosevelt. Um, and that game went 26 to 16 in Reedley's favor. Uh, then we got number nine, Kingsburg versus Sunnyside. And Kingsburg has been on a roll so far, um, getting that 49 to 9 win. Um, Sanger versus number 16, Clovis. And that had a result of 7 to 14. Um, and then we had Madera versus Selma. Uh, Selma. Ended up losing 40 to 35. Then we had number 14, Lamore, versus number 24, Washington Union. And that was a high scoring game. And that uh, ended up going to Lamore's favor, 56 to 35. Then we had Frontier versus Bakersfield, which was another great game uh, decided by three points. Uh, Frontier ended up beating Bakersfield 27 to 24. And then you had the number one team of uh, the standings, Liberty versus Ridgeview. And Liberty gave Ridgeview the donut uh, this past week. Uh, but now let's talk about some uh, week three matchups. We got Roosevelt versus Mission Oak. We got Foothill versus Buchanan. Central versus Turlock. Golden West versus Hanford. Washington Union versus Torres. Tulare Union versus Redwood. Bullard versus Frontier. Whitney versus Clovis. Hoover versus Edison. Kingsburg versus Dinuba. Clovis East versus Sanger. Independence versus Centennial. McLean versus Mission Prep. And what could be the game of the week uh, is Clovis West versus Lamore. Uh, Madera versus Kerman. Clovis North versus El Demonte, and then Queen Creek versus San Joaquin Memorial. And I just got to say, San Joaquin Memorial might be the team uh, to beat right now. They, they just beat Central. Um, they've been playing very well. Uh, but there's a lot of teams that you have to be uh, paying attention to, like number one, Liberty uh, out of Bakersfield. Uh, they've been playing very well. Uh, 
We got, you know, like I said, number two, Samuel Key Memorial. We got number three, uh, Buchanan. And then number four, Central. So those are some of the teams right now that we're definitely paying attention to. And there's a lot of other outskirt teams like Hanford that's doing very well. Um, and Kingsburg that's doing very well. So there's a lot of other teams that we're paying attention to uh, around the Valley. So make sure you guys tune in each and every week uh, for more on your Friday Night Lights. And make sure you guys tune in next week to the Blaze Podcast for uh, the CIF uh, high school football standings. But while we're talking about local football, let's talk about our Fresno State football team as they take on Cal Poly for the first game of the 2022 season at the newly named Valley Children's Stadium. You know, we had success versus Cal Poly last year getting a 63-10 to win, but our team's head coach, Jeff Tedford, will be making his return to the sideline after a three-year medical leave. Uh, returning QB Jack Hayner is looking to have a great season as he was named Mountain West Offensive Player of the Year. Um, it will take a team effort, though, this season to really captivate Fresno and to gain that Mountain West championship um, and hopefully get into, you know, the college standings. Uh, we currently have six players who are preseason all-conference team uh, nominees, which is the most selection since 2014. And if you're going to the game tonight, Make sure you guys are staying hydrated. Like I said before, the temperatures are blazing outside. Uh, there will be cooling stations at the game, and uh, there should be free water available at all concession stands, um, and that's free water too. So this is going to be an amazing season for the Red Wave. Um, make sure you guys support the dogs throughout you know, the 2022 season. Uh, go by, go support by going to the game. Go support by buying some merchandise at the at the uh, Bulldog Shop. Uh, make sure you guys are wearing your red throughout uh, the season. Make sure you guys are staying tuned to the Blaze Podcast for more on your Bulldogs each and every week. Um, I gotta say, you know, I'm super excited for the season to be starting. So let's start it off by saying, Go Dogs! But we're, we're continuing with our local team, so let's talk about our Fresno Grizzlies, who are 35-21, and 21, and the Grizzlies remain first in the California League standings. Last week, the Grizzlies went 5-1 versus the Stockton Ports at Chansey Park. The first game, they won 8-7. Second game, 3-2. Third game, 9-2. Fourth game, 6-5. Uh... Fifth game, 11-9, and then the sixth game, they lost 0-1. But the Grizz are currently 2-0 versus the Modesto Nuts, and they will be finishing that series on Monday. So make sure you take advantage of their last homestand at Chuck Chansey Park. And this weekend's themes at the Chuck are Princess of Pirates Night, Buster Posey Bobblehead Night, and Fan Appreciation Night. Uh, next week will be the last series of the season at San Jose Giants. Then the league championships start, so make sure to tune in to the Blaze Podcast for more on your Fresno Grizzlies. Now let's talk about our Central Valley Fuego, as their record holds at 8-6-9. And, and this week, the Fuego sit at 8th spot in the USL 1 standings. The Fuego were in action last, last week. Uh, they had two games uh, this past week. The first loss was uh, their home matchup versus Tormenta. They lost 0-2, to uh, and that was over last weekend. Then the Fuego took uh, 19 shots, only three on target in that game. Uh, then the Fuego defeated the tu Tucson uh, yesterday 3-2. to two. It went, looked like a great matchup. Uh, Tucson had an early lead, but the Fuego took control late and sealed the win. Uh, the Fuego will be on the road in a matchup versus North Carolina FC this weekend which is a must-win, um, and hopefully they do not drop in those standings, in the USL 1 standings. Uh, we still got a lot more soccer for uh, the, the Central Valley Fuego, so make sure you guys tune in to the Blaze Podcast. Now let's talk about the MLB, and let's start off with the Dodgers, who are 90-39. and 39. The Dodgers remain first in the NL West, and 
it's clear first place in the whole NL division. Uh, the Dodgers went two and one at the Marlins last weekend. Uh, this weekend they are currently one and one at the Mets. They will finish the series this afternoon, and then the weekend the Dodgers will be at home versus the Padres, and then over the week versus the Giants. The Dodgers have been on fire throughout the summer. This past month, the Dodgers have won 22 out of their 28 games and has not slowed down. They've only had two losses in a row. Um, so, I mean, they, they've been looking really, really good. Uh, but Mookie Betts has been that force behind their offense. Uh, this is only 33 games left in the season, with 20 of those games being at home. So the Dodgers currently have the most wins at home with the record of 45 and 11. So it's going to be hard to beat these Dodgers, especially at home when they have 20 games left um, to be played at home. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see how many wins they're going to end up at the end of the season. Uh, but let's talk about the Padres who are 73 and 59. The Padres are second in the NL standings, West standings. Um, last weekend, the Padres went two and one at the Royals. Then they went three and zero and swept the Giants during the week. This weekend, the Padres will be on the road at the Dodgers. Then we'll be back. Then they'll be back home um, versus the Diamondbacks. And without Fernando Tatis Jr. in the lineup, the Padres still had a great week. The Padres will need to keep winning in hopes of a playoff push. The Brewers and the Phillies are definitely in the team's um, headlights right now. Um, and both teams, you know, they have to really outplay. Um, they have a lot of the season left to go, but the games will only get tougher from here on out for the Padres. Uh, but the Giants, who are 61 and 68, you know, the Giants remain third in that NL West standings. Uh, the Giants lost a, a three-game series uh, to the to the Twins on the road. Then the Giants uh, went to the Padres during the week and got swept 3-0 and in that series. So now the Giants are in a seven-game losing streak and hasn't really turned into a good team this season. Um, ever since the All-Star break, they, they they look like the worst team in baseball. Um, the Giants have been hit with the injury bug, and it's definitely took a toll on them. Uh, the old model of the Giants is really being questioned right now. When will they get some talent and Will they build up a lineup such as the Dodgers and the Padres did? You know, we are currently the farthest behind at this point, and we have just one month left. So hopefully we end this season off with a bang. So we're still going for those uh, Giants as uh, they, they're, they're really suffering right now in that NL West. So make sure you guys tune in to the Blaze Podcast for more on the MLB. Now let's talk about the NFL and, you know, we're one week away from opening night of the NFL. But this week I want to talk about the NFL's top 10 of top 100 players of the 2022 season. At number 10, they have Travis Kelsey from the Kansas City Chiefs. This is his second season as Kelsey was uh, named top tight end as he had 92 receptions for over 1,000 a, a yards. Kelsey is a consistent option and also plays in big moments, and he's there when uh, big plays are needed. This is his 10th season, seven Pro Bowls, and three All-Pro, and has already put together a Hall of Fame um, career. Um, and this year they have at number nine, uh, Jalen Ramsey, um, who produced another All-Pro season. Uh, his second year with the Rams, he tied his career with four interceptions in 2021, and he also played with two injured shoulders. He's a legit menace in one-on-one -on -one coverage and proved it last year against you know the best wide receivers and also by winning the, the Super Bowl. At number eight, uh, they have Patrick Mahomes, which was the largest decline among the top ten. Last year, they listed Mahomes at first. Uh, this ranking doesn't reflect on his game, as last year he almost threw for 5,000 yards and had a career, you know, high in rushing. Um, he is one of the most exciting QBs to watch. I'm a huge fan, definitely, of his backyard playing abilities. 
His ability to really throw across the field and get away from rushers makes it impossible to really um, cover Mahomes. Um, and Mahomes has taken to the, uh, the Chiefs to four straight AFC championships. So that's why they have him at number eight. And this year at number seven, they have Devontae Adams, um, the seventh best player in the league. I mean, he's amazing. Adams has been the most productive wide receivers in the last five years, putting up over 6,000 receiving yards, 57 touchdowns. His ability to really establish um, his superiority over the defensive backs um, really comes off the line. With his certified hands, quick speed, and the ability to get open, this is why he is a top 10 player. Uh, the 29-year-old wide receiver has now become one of the highest-paid wide receivers in NFL history after the Raiders acquired him during the offseason. Uh, and you saw a lot of success uh, with the Green Bay Packers last year with Aaron Rodgers, but it will be interesting to see how well he's going to pair up with David Carr uh, with the Raiders. So uh, they have Devontae Adams at number seven. And at number six, we got outside linebacker T.J. Watt from the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, after his record tying 22.5 sacks uh, last season, which led him to winning Defensive Player of the Year. Last year was his fourth double-digit sack year and now ranks fifth on Steelers' all-time list with 72 through five seasons and is only nine sacks away from uh, James Harrison record. So that's a big feat for uh, T.J. Watt at outside linebacker for the Steelers. And at number five, uh, they got Jonathan Taylor for the Indianapolis Colts. After, you know, being reigning uh, rushing champion last year, um, Jonathan Taylor had an amazing season running the ball for over 1,800 yards and had 20 total TDs while rushing for 18 of those. Taylor's ability to make big plays and the ability to read his blocks while also possessing some speed and balance to break tackles for long runs. With the addition of Matt Ryan, we will see Taylor's numbers climb and make sure to spot Jonathan Taylor on top in your uh, fantasy leagues. At number four, uh, we got Cooper Cup from uh, the LA Rams. Um, after 145 receptions and over 1,900 yards last season, he even got 16 touchdowns. Um, he ended up getting the Offensive Player of the Year, and he was also top uh, top candidate for MVP. He finished one of his best seasons in 2021 by really dominating um, during the Super Bowl um, and later securing Super Bowl MVP. At number three, they got Aaron Rodgers, who was listed at, you know, he's listed at number three because this might be another MVP season. As in 2021, he had uh, an MVP season, becoming the second player to win MVP four times. Uh, Rodgers led the Green Bay Packers last year to 13 wins, throwing over 4,000 yards, 37 touchdowns, and only four interceptions. Last season, Rodgers may have been the best comeback player of the year, um, being able to be consistent with 70% co uh, completion rate during those games. Um, the, the one thing that we have to see is how well uh, does Rodgers do without Devontae Adams. And then at number two, we got Aaron Donald uh, from the L.A. Rams. And Donald may be considered the greatest defensive player in this generation. He's been top 100 for the fifth uh, time. But this year, he is an NFL champion. Donald is a force to be reckoned with and is usually being blocked by multiple blockers. Uh, but last year, Aaron Donald listed 84 tackles, 12.5 sacks, and four forced fumbles. And I felt like this was Aaron Donald's uh, year to be number one in the league. Uh, but, you know, I believe he should have been number one after winning uh, last year's Super Bowl. Uh, but this year, you know, the NFL listed active player at 45 years old, Tom Brady, 
who had posted some career-high numbers last season. Uh, 485 completions, over 5,000 passing yards, 43 touchdowns, and only six interceptions. And that's 22 years in the NFL. With Brady still competing at the highest level, we will see him break every single all-time QB record and also compete to play in the Super Bowl. With season 23 about to start, we only could be witnesses to see how great Tom Brady will be, especially after his retirement fiasco uh, that happened over the summer. So make sure you guys tune in next week as we start talking about our divisions and we I'll give you my predictions. I was going to talk about that this week, uh, but I want I wanted to uh, talk about it next week. So make sure you guys tune in to the Blaze Podcast for more on the NFL. Now let's talk about the NBA. And this week I want to talk about John Wall. Um, and I just want to talk about how the 31-year-old guard uh, who joined the L.A. Clippers this summer, uh, he only played 40 games due to COVID-19 injuries and basically his previous team not playing him during the, their rebuild. He talked about um, during that period how um, he was going through a lot, you know. Um, he talked. He sat down to talk uh, during a recent guarded dedication earlier this month at a Salvation Army in North Carolina, where uh, John Wall's mother used to volunteer. He said, "You know, those three years were the darkest times of his life, and at one point he even thought about committing suicide. You know, he thought about taking his life after uh, he hurt his Achilles." Um, and after his mom was being sick, then his grandma ended up passing away. And then a year later, he eventually lost his mom to cancer. You know, he opened up about seeing a therapist and how people think um, people don't need help. You know, that people could just move on. But I like that John, Adv- John Wall advocates uh, to being true to yourself and find what's best for yourself. I think it's important to hear these types of stories because they are real-life situations that everyone goes through. To talk about his past experiences and how he overcame some of the darkest times is inspirational. The mental toughness you need to get through, almost a career-ending injury, COVID-19, losing grandma, then losing mom, in the matter of years, I'm, I'm... I'm just a huge fan of uh, of John Wall now, especially now that he's speaking out about mental health and, and about these types of issues such as, you know, suicide. Um, and I don't think he's the only one that really feels that way. I think there's a lot of tons of athletes out there that feel that way. Um, I think it's because there's a competitive edge to the way that they live. Um, but, but the thing that I get from uh, John Wall is... Seeing, you know, his successful career um, and also seeing him smile now. You know, he's in a good place with the L.A. Clippers. He'll be playing alongside Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. Um, I saw some highlights of him and and Paul George already in the gym working together. Um, But it's going to be great to see him be able to get out of his shell that he created um, to be able to prosper and, and be able to just be the player that he wants to be. Um, and I think basketball helps him in a lot of ways. And I think that's why he needs to speak out is because a lot of people are silent about this issue because they use the sport as their drug, as their numbness. So they're not going to talk about the pain that they feel because they don't feel it while they're playing basketball or where they're, while they're doing the thing that they love. So it's great to hear John Wall say, you know, those three years that I was not able to play, those were my darkest years. Those were the years that I needed help and wasn't afraid to ask for help. So I'm a big John Wall fan now. I hope he has a great, you know, season this next season. Even though he's a Clippers fan and I'm a Lakers fan, or even though he's a Clippers fan, player and I'm a Lakers fan doesn't mean I can't go for the guy I, I go for uh character and and definitely uh 
speaking about mental health, this that brings a lot of character. But now I also want to talk about uh, the Patrick, Patrick Beverly trade, which the Lakers acquired Patrick Beverly from the Utah Jazz. But the question is, can Westbrook and Beverly coexist at, on the same team? And if you're asking me, I believe yes. The acquisition makes the Lakers a lot better, especially at the point guard position. If these two can really hash things out, I believe the backcourt could work. Patrick Beverly will help the Lakers on the defensive side and can give back that defensive mentality that we missed throughout last season. And I think newly hired Lakers head coach Darvis Ham needs to get these guys together, get them on the same page. Everyone is saying Westbrook is now on his way out, but in my opinion, why? We still have yet to see this team with AD, LeBron, and Westbrook fully healthy. I believe this team right now can make a push towards the playoffs this year if fully healthy. So maybe even into the conference finals and maybe a championship. But that's only if you got these guys stick together. But this is going to be a make or break year for the Lakers. So it'll be interesting to see what exactly, you know, the Lakers um, executives like Jeannie Buss and everybody have planned out for the rest of the roster. And you guys just got to tune in for more on the NBA. And before we go, I just want to remind you of the Cumbiatron event that's going to be September 10th from 2 to 10 p.m. There's going to be 20-plus performers, uh, two stages. This is an all-ages event. 12 and under are free. Uh, there's going to be tons of food vendors. There's going to be tons of drink vendors. Um, so make sure you guys go support your local you know, events. Uh, this event is definitely going to be one uh, you don't want to miss. It's going to be right there on um, the Park Place uh, on Palm and Knees, I believe. So this is going to be a great event. I'll be out there hopefully doing some podcasting, hopefully talking to you guys. Uh, make sure you guys find me out there. Uh, this is going to be September 10th at the Kumiatron event uh, from 2 to 10 p.m. where you can find 20-plus performers uh, with two stages, and like I said, it's an all-ages event, and kids 12 and under are for free, so make sure you guys bring the whole family, make sure you come out and support uh, some local events, and I, I just want to tell you, this event is going to be one that you don't want to miss, but I want to thank you for supporting the Blaze Podcast each and every week, make sure you guys find us on Instagram, Facebook, or any of your social media platforms, like I said, you can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcast and Anchor Podcast. I'm Alejandro Oveda signing off episode 184.